Hello and welcome to Smart Businesses Do This. I'm your host, Adam Lyons, and today I am joined by the incredibly talented Annabelle. You are listening to Smart Businesses Do This, the podcast show for freelancers, side hustlers, and upcoming small business owners who want to transform their current business or business idea into a company that is built to succeed, simple to run, and gives you the freedom to live your life on your own terms. I'm your host, Adam Lyons. Let's get started. What we're going to be talking about is copywriting in 2023. Um, Before I get into it, I just want to clarify what copywriting is. You should know. But if you don't know what copywriting is, um, and I find copywriting is one of those words that regular business owners don't know what it is, right? Is that something you found? Oh, yeah. For sure. It's like a thing. They're like, what is a copyright? Well, actually, I'm excited to hear how you define it because okay. like, everybody defines it differently, I think. The way I, des- I define copywriting, this isn't an official definition, but this is kind of um, the way that I do it for like l- the average layperson. It is the words that you put on a website or the words that you put in an advert that help somebody make the decision to purchase. How's that? I agree. Nailed it. Got it. That's how it works. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yes. that. That means a lot because you're actually a copywriter. So. Yes. Yeah. So, so this is, and why is this so important? Why do you think copywriting is important, Annabelle? Go on, tell everyone. Well, imagine this. Imagine going to a website and you're the business owner. Imagine going to the website and you stick around maybe three to five seconds. You can't find what you're looking for. You don't know that this is actually going to help you. So you bounce, yep. right? So many businesses lose money because people aren't staying and understanding why they should purchase from you. And there's a whole lot, right? There's, there's a lot of reasons why somebody would want to buy from you. But if you don't tell them, and if it's not obvious right away, why your product is better, they're leaving. I, I, I love this. So I can imagine somebody's watching this now. And they're like, okay, I got it. I need a copywriter. This is important. But why Annabelle? Is Annabelle actually good at this? What kind of, what kind of copywriting have you done? Who have you done copywriting for? Brag. Tell everyone how great sure, you are. Sure, sure. Uh, Annabelle Landerverde, copywriter here with $33 million in sales generated. Uh, That's I've not worked... a small number. Very small. Yeah. No, not small. Small, small compared to billions. I mean, fair. fair. <laughs> so, so, yeah, generate $33 million through copywriting. Um, from any companies that people may have heard of or... Sure. Yeah. Amazing.com is the flagship company. We teach people how to start their own businesses on Shopify and Amazon. That's pretty cool. So, Amazing.com. That's amazing. a one-word domain. Amazing.com. Great. Yeah. As a copywriter, then that means I have had skills in high-ticket offers and then also in e-commerce. Which And, and for those of you guys that don't know about copywriting, that's big. A lot of copywriters are either low ticket um, e-commerce or high ticket. So the fact you've got both is means you're very well-rounded. So um, I, I don't know if you know this about me, but do you know that I'm a copywriter as well? I do. Okay. I don't, I don't tell people <laughs> I'm a copywriter. I only do copywriting for my own things of my, my friends and family and, mm. and family. That's a weird one, but yeah, friends and family um, and business partners. But um, I love chatting to copywriters because I'm a copywriter about their framework. Mm. Do you have a framework that you follow? It's not my own framework. Totally fine. All copywriters swipe, so that's fine. True. So I swipe from Stefan Georgi. Okay. Yep. I know and Stefan. he has an, a framework called RMBC. Okay. Huge fan of the method. Uh, basically, it's oh my gosh, let me see if I can remember. You got this. I believe you. Research. Yep. Mm, 
Is it the M? Mm? I hope it yeah, is. Yeah, it is. It it's is. like RM. <laughs> Research. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, Stefan. I think it's market, but I may be wrong on that one. That's fine. Uh, B is the brief. Yep. So making sure that you're aligned with your copy clients uh, on what it is that you're selling, what their brand propositions are, all that. Uh, and then C, copy. I love it. Right. Okay. Um, when you write your copy, do you sit down with a structure first or... Just real quick, I got to correct myself. The M is for mechanism. Mechanism, got it. <laughs> yes, totally makes sense. Okay, okay. mechanism. All right. So um, do you have a structure that you, you use for your copy, like a, a standard template, or is it something you free flow? There are standard templates, but I would say that you don't see all of them used on every sales page, mm -hmm. right? So for example, in the coaching business uh, or high ticket offers, there's almost always a guarantee. You may include that with like your products, physical products. Um, you may opt not to, right? Uh, the guarantee, as you know very well, is actually a sales tool. Uh, so can you guarantee results, uh, satisfaction? And can you do it to a degree where that's going to push somebody over the edge to buy from you? And if not, then you know, hedge your risk as a business owner if you're going to include that or not. I love it. So that's just one. <clears throat> no, I, I like that. That's great. Okay, so... Somebody is, is sitting here watching this now and they're like, mm -hmm. you know what? I want to improve my copywriting. Mm. I want to, you know, I've got a product. I want to sell it better. Yeah. How, what should they do? Like, how should they go about doing this? You mentioned a word earlier, swipe. Mm -hmm. I think every great copywriter has a swipe file. So who are copywriters in your industry that you like reading their copy or you know that they've produced great results, study them. What are they doing? One of the best level ups I got as a copywriter was handwriting sales copy uh, from Gary Halbert, yep. the Boron Letters. So for those of you guys who don't know, Gary Halbert is regarded as kind of like the Jesus of copywriting. Like he's like the, the ancient copywriter that people have only ever heard of. Um, and uh, his, uh, his letters are available. You can take his letters. Um, and actually, um, funny enough, I learned about Gary Halbert from a guy in the UK that was teaching copywriting. Mm. And my very first sales sequence I ever created was a 14-day email sequence mm. that when you gave me your email, I put you on this 14-day sequence and it sold my very first ebook. And it converted really well, like back in the day. And the way I did it was I took that guy's 14-day sequence for his book and rewrote it for my industry. So my very first um, business uh, online was a dating business. And so every time he said, and when you use this sales technique, I wrote, and when you use this dating technique, I literally just replaced the word sales of dating throughout the entire thing. He's like, I have a three-step method to get more sales. I was like, I have a three-step method to get more dates. And whatever he said, I just wrote the same thing and replaced the word sales of dating. And it crushed because I was taking something that was really, really good and that worked and just altering one word. Like, so for example, I know that uh, we have an incredible hairstylist in the audience. And I would say, if you were going to make sales online, you could just take the best copywriting for anything and uh, just change it to, look, if you want that perfect hairdo, I have a three-step process to identifying what is the right hairstyle for you. Everybody has a three-step process. <laughs> Everyone has. It's three steps, five steps, or the right. one thing. These right. are your, yeah, there's two things is terrible. It's like a choice. People get confused. If you can make an acronym, even better. Do you know how much I love acronyms? I have a, I have, I have a game where I will sometimes go and give a talk and I will ask somebody in the room to say a word and I'll write the word on the board and then I will 
use that word as an acronym that I make up on the spot to teach something live there, um, mostly because it's funny. Um, but I've had people come back to me because one time somebody gave me the word aardvark. And I've had people years later be like, hey, I was using your aardvark technique. And I'm like, oh my God, I made that up. Uh, but but yeah, but acronyms help people remember, right? Because these are really just, um, you know, um, memes. And I don't mean that in terms of online memes, but I mean, uh, mematic uh, constructs that we use to help people remember them. All right. So um, what would you say is the most important part of copywriting? Hmm. I would say it's in the research. Okay, I like that. Great copy is curated. It's not created. Mm -hmm. And the way that you're curating is through understanding who your, who your customers are and what are they struggling with. And the way that I find what somebody is struggling with, let's say I'm selling, I don't know, orange juice, right? And perhaps there's a brand that's crushing it on Amazon, right? What do people like about that orange juice? What do they not like about that orange juice? Maybe I'll go to some other review sites. Maybe I'll go to Quora or Google or what have you. Again, what do people like about this orange juice? What do they not like about it? And that's when you start curating your copy. You say, you put in your headlines what people are loving about it. You realize how your product could be better by seeing what the negative reviews are and making sure that you're speaking to those. And again, that's how you are basically using your customer's words to sell a product to them. I, I love that. Um, I've actually, uh, some one of the people that was my, my copywriting mentor, um, he would have me go online and we did a number of specific things for research. Number one is we had to look at the three-star reviews because your three-star reviews aren't negative. They're usually constructive criticism. So it's normally like, I wanted to like this, if only it had, and then whatever it was, and that becomes your copy. And the other thing you would do is he would send a survey out to customers. And this was fascinating. He would be like, in your own words, tell me what you love about XYZ product. And he'd write, like, it'd be somebody else's product. And then he would just take their answers, not read them, put them in a word cloud. And then whichever words showed up most often was how he wrote his headline. So he would just, it was relevant what they said, but if, you know, if the words came out, like if it was like blue angel, bigger, the transformation, he'd be like, without blue angel transformation technique, right? And he's like, what? And he's like, trust me, these are the words they use. I don't know why it doesn't matter. Um, and he, that would be the copy. And, uh, but it crushed every time. I mean, it's like Mad Libs. It's yes. a giant game of Mad Libs. It really is. All right. So um, I would like to play a very silly game with you. Are you down? How, how good are your improvisation skills before I set you up for failure? I mean, don't set me up too hard. For I won't. Failure. Okay. 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 Right. So, because <laughs> I, I love what you said, because you pointed out to, to the bottle and I thought it'd be really fun. Um, and the only reason I'm saying this is because we played Dungeons and Dragons. And last night in the game of Dungeons and Dragons, we were playing the Rick and Morty version. Um, my, my, my son and my wife were given the challenge to sell a nonsensical product. And they had to sell it on the spot or get killed. Yeah. And so they had to create an advert and my eight-year-old did it. And it just occurred to me, it'd be really fun to watch you develop a very short advert for this. Um, and I'll give you a clue. It, this is sparkling orange mango juice. Um, technically sparkling orange mango juice water, if that helps. Um, and so you have a minute to think about it. But I would love to see on the spot, if you were going to create an ad for this and there's gonna be no judgment and there's no reflection of your skills whatsoever because you had no preparation okay. whatsoever <laughs> but if you were gonna go for it how would you sell something like this you got this this is not your granny's 
average sparkling orange mango water juice. I like that. That's great. All right. So, so, and you know, let's dissect this because this is fun because it's, it's not your average granny's juice, right? And, and then we're adding in these other words like mango, orange, sparkling water juice. It's like, wait, what? Of course, granny never even had that. And so what, what I love about this is we create curiosity straight off the back of it. Mm-hmm. And we're getting that association when you go to granny's house, granny doesn't serve you water. She serves you fruit juice because she's spoiling you. All right. I love it. Okay. So great. This is not your average. Excellent. And we start with the negative. This isn't that. This isn't your... You know what? I'm going to take it back a little bit. This is not your average granny's orange juice. Cool. I got it. Okay. Nice. We're going to t- we're gonna put in yeah. all of the sparkling and the, and the pizzazz. I got it. I got it. Well, and, and this is cool because this is refinement, right? So right. I like it. All right. right. So this is, not, yeah, this is not your granny's average orange juice. Okay. What would you do if you knew that you had a mango tree growing in your backyard? I would make mango juice all day. Right. Obviously. But your granny's coming over. And she likes orange juice. So what are you going to do? Tell her, I'm sorry, we have his mangoes. You're going to say, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. We're going to go ahead and improvise. I only have two orange juice. Uh, or sorry, I only have two oranges, but I've got a whole mango tree. Got it. And I've got some Waterloo's in my fridge. And I've been doing spritzers recently. I think you're going to really like it. I love spritzer. I would not have thought of the word <laughs> spritzer. I like it. Okay. I, well, <laughs> and, and again, so th- this is important for everyone listening here. What Annabelle's doing is she's crafting a story. And I always, and I don't know if you, do you ever read Sky Mall back in the day? I say no, read. No. Oh my God, I'm showing my age. <laughs> Sky Mall was a magazine that sat in the back of every airline. And it was a magazine where you could order things from it. Mm-hmm. But it was the best copywriting on the planet. I mean, like the best copywriting. you never seen this? No. Oh, you're going to love it. So they would, like, it would have like, a green emerald ring for sale, you know? But the copy was, because you're on a plane. It's got a captive audience. And so they had to sell you in a single piece of copy. And it would always start like this. It would be the same kind of thing. It would be like, um, this is not the emerald they found inside the pyramids in Giza. However, dot, dot, dot. However. Right? Yes. And you're like, oh, wait, then what, is it? Yeah, then what is it if it's not? And you're like, 75 years ago, archaeologists went to, and like now it's like telling it, they went to the pyramids of Giza and they, they, they went in deep inside and they found an emerald in the tomb and, um, and they wanted to steal it, but they knew they couldn't because it was protected, um, but it was supposedly going to bring luck if anybody got it. So what they did is they took a picture of it and measured it. And then they went home and they recreated this emerald themselves. Now, it was very difficult. The first time they did it, it was wrong. Like they did not do it right. But then they realized that the color was off. So what they did was as they carved it, they did it in this special laser, transparent, whatever. And in doing so, um, they, they, they finally had it and it was exact. But what they didn't anticipate was that day, the lottery ticket in his pocket Turned out to be the winner of the lottery ticket and That's made exactly him, a, yeah, and made him a millionaire. They, they, they were literally written like this. And like, and so we realized that not it wasn't that it was this one in the pyramid. It was this particular shape and color is lucky, and it's because green is the color of money. And so we got seven thousand of these, which we've already sold six thousand five hundred twenty-two of, and uh, everyone that's got them weirdly won the lottery. Okay. Okay. That was amazing. And I'm going to break down what you just did. Yeah, please, please. 
when so, copyrighters collide. Yes, yes. Okay. So you have that mechanism that came out. This right. wasn't just any emerald, right. right? This was the brilliant one that happened on that day. It was only available, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you, add, you also added some scarcity in there, right? <laughs> only happened that one day. Yep. Just Couldn't once. have happened any other way. Mm -mm. <laughs> and so all of a sudden you're giving somebody a reason why that is something worth buying and why it's different. No other thing had you know, been excavated on that day in that shape, in that shade. <laughs> Thank you. I love it. And, and it, is, it was that whole story. It's like, and then we've yeah. got these available right now. Right. The, the, the actual one in the pyramid, um, the value was $72 billion, but you can have this for just $72. Um, Price anchoring. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, you could, 72 billion for the real one, but it does yeah. the same thing. It's still just as magically lucky, um, which, I, which I love. But SkyMall was packed with this stuff, right? Like, it was like, um, I used to have back problems until I discovered this pillow. And then you're like, wait, what? I have back problems? I still have them. And of course you're on a plane. Of course you have back problems right now, right? It, it just lists and it was great. But I love that kind of copy. And um, you know, it, it's really fascinating. I always say to every business owner, you should absolutely take a moment and write a SkyMall ad for your product. And I, I don't care what you do or who you are. And maybe you never release this. But it's a really good exercise to go through and just think of the most ridiculous story. We, we could do the hairstyle one because the, the hairstylist here. Do you, do you want to play the game with me? All right, let's do it. All right, so we're going to do the hairstyle because there's, there's a hairstylist in the room. All right, so we're going to do a SkyMall style ad <laughs> for a hairstylist for cutting hair. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's, we're going to start with something like they used to be like this, but now they're like that, right? Mm. That's typically how it's going to be. Mm -hmm. Do you want to start it off? Or do you want me to go for it? Right, let's do you. All right, let's yeah. go for it. So it would be, they used to call her ugly until she did this. She walked in with a glow around her hair. She had changed the color. It was brilliant. The shape was unmatched and the first of its kind. They say that first impressions count, but they count hardest when you have the hairstyle that every other woman wishes they had because you're the woman they want to be. She's confident. She's bold. She's got an aura and a sexiness around her. And all the men wouldn't stop looking. And none of this would have happened if she hadn't visited the secret hair salon that is available only via invitation. Boom. That's how it works. Exclusivity. I right? love that. Exclusivity. Yeah, it's the only <laughs> way in. Invitation only. Um, it's the speakeasy of hair. Yeah. The speakeasy of hair. That's exactly mm -hmm. it. Dude, and that, so that's anyway, the headline. <laughs> that's the headline. The speakeasy of hair. There you go. And, and so the reason for doing this, like, will you ever run this ad? You better. But, um, but you should definitely write it because it does get you to view your company in a very, very different way. You, you recognize, and, and we've got unique mechanisms. I can't think of a single invite-only hair salon. And, I, yeah. you know, and I, I don't know if a hair salon's invite-only, but now it is. Right. Now, now, we, now it has to be. Now it's invite, has to be. Now it's invite-only. You can't just come. You need an invitation. And you'd only get an invitation after you've come for your second visit. So the first time you come, you, don't, you can't even invite people. You've got to come twice to get an invite. It's true. Yeah. So you have to be somebody's plus one to even get in. Yeah. It's the only the way first in. Time. Or, or you can't, or you can't get it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the, um, the, but the pictures, we take pictures inside of everybody mm -hmm. and inside the pictures are always of everyone drinking champagne. 
Yeah. And everyone's like having so much fun. And we say, we're going to take a picture of your hair, but I don't want the boring haircut. I want like, yeah. And they're like smiling and we've got studio lighting and there's champagne in their head. And everyone's like, what is going on? And they got like a bra, they're waving. What happens in this hair salon? Invite only, I'm sorry. You're not allowed in. Fear of missing out. Yep, absolutely. Powerful psychological tool. Yeah, like, and you want them to, like, what happens here? Like, what happens is we stage great photos, but no one knows that. Everyone assumes it's like a rave. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I love that. And so, you know, and what I'm, what I'm trying to share with you guys is this style of copywriting. Um, and it's fun, but it is a very powerful, effective tool. Um, okay, so... <laughs> Without digressing, uh, without digressing too much, um, what would you say is like some of the biggest copywriting mistakes that people make? Hmm. I would say trying too hard to think outside of the box. Mm -hmm. And normally, and here's why: you want to do something when you're first starting out that's a proven method, right? It's copy paste, adapt to your own, right? It's a great way to get hits to the next base, but it won't necessarily be a home run, mm -hmm. right? Um, home runs don't happen all the time though. And so in order to get that home run, you got to know how to hit with the bat first. And so I would say copy, go with what's proven first, swipe. And then once you know how to um, play with the rules a little bit, now you can start breaking them because now you know the concepts, you know the psychology behind sales, what works, what doesn't, what might be missing and tweak from there. How much would somebody typically pay you to come on and do, let's just say um, to, to overhaul a website, to do all the copy on a website, what would that typically cost somebody? Because I can already tell somebody's gonna be watching this being like, I don't wanna do this. Mm. I wanna just pay someone to do it for me. Mm -hmm. uh, for a website project? Yeah. Gosh, depends. Say a landing page, keep it easy. Well, okay, one landing page for me is three grand, okay. but depends on, I guess, other copywriters, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Um, yeah, but there's all kinds of ways that you can price yourself or go buy from somebody else, right? Yeah. The most win-win deal being also having that rev share. Yeah, of course. For, as a copywriter, right? That's the, right. That's the goal. Um, do you find that something people are open to nowadays or? I would say most people are open to the one-time fee more than they are the rev share Which for obvious reasons. How has AI impacted being a copywriter nowadays? For me, it makes it um, it makes it easier, I would say, because it's a great way, especially if you have blank ideas, right? You're staring at your page, the cursor is clinking at you, and you're like, "What am I going to write?" It's a great way to have a first iteration, I think, to brainstorm. I haven't seen AI yet where it can replace a copywriter, but it can definitely assist a copywriter, especially one who knows how to edit. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I've always said that AI is to copywriting yeah. what Photoshop is to art. Mm -hmm. When Photoshop first came out, a lot of artists are like, Photoshop's terrible. Yeah. It's going to replace our industry. No one's going to use this um, or, or it's going to kill our jobs. And actually it was just a tool mm -hmm. because the average person can't use Photoshop. And it's exactly the same with AI. The average person has no idea how to use AI and make it work. Like if you just say, hey, AI, write all the text for my website, what comes out is completely unusable. Um, whereas I, I use AI and get a lot out of it, but mm -hmm. that's because I know how to talk to it mm -hmm. and I know how to pull good copy. 
And more importantly, I know what good copy looks like. <clears throat> so I will often ask AI to create 10 headlines that follow a very specific format that I teach it. And then I will pull from the 10 headlines different components I like from each headline and compile them into the one that I'm like, okay, now that's good. Right. I would say every business owner should know copy. You don't have to be a world-class copywriter. You should know enough to, one, edit yep. any copywriter's work. But then also, two, if you're going to do the AI route, know enough to prompt it. Yeah. And also, like there are a lot of scammy copywriters out there. Yeah. So you got to know copywriting enough to know if you're getting bad copy. Yeah. As a business owner, we want to just pay someone to do the copy and then walk away, which is really bad. We instead have to pay someone to do the copy and, and actually watch them and make sure it's good, um, which is a, a very difficult component of it. Um, do you do much with email copywriting? I do. That's actually what I spend most of my time doing. Nice. <laughs> what would you say are your, your top tips or must-dos for email copywriting? Earlier, we were talking about storytelling mm -hmm. and the, the job of great copy is to get somebody to read the next line of copy and eventually go down the page or the email to get to a buying decision. With that said, I would say your email should absolutely kind of sound like a tabloid a little bit <laughs> as yep. far as getting somebody's attention. Why would they want to read from you? And as soon as you get that open, why are they staying? And storytelling is the way to do that. Yeah, I agree. And I love that as well because I always think of this, your headline and subheadline is what makes them open the email. Mm -hmm. And you want people to be trained to open the email every day because if they don't open the email, then they're not going to see anything else you say. Mm -hmm. So, And you really want to train them to open every day. You want people to be excited. They go to their inbox. They know when it arrives. They can't wait and they're going to read it. Mm -hmm. After that, the very first line in the email, and I like that you identified that, it has to be something that makes them want to read the whole email. Because if they open the email and that very first line is not good, then they're out and they don't want anything to do with this. Um, and then lastly, uh, you got to make sure that once they read it, that they're encouraged to click. A common problem business owners face is, I don't want to send an email every day because I don't want to annoy people. Mm. What's your answer to that? My answer is, it's a two-way relationship. They're on your list to gain value. You want them on your list to make a sale. If they're not opening, if they're not buying from you, why do you want them on your list? And so I would say keep doing those emails, daily emails, as long as you have something interesting to say. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, we've found statistically, if we send an email every day, all that happens is our money goes up. Mm -hmm. We do get people unsubscribed, but the people that unsubscribe, we're not going to buy anyway. And you want them off the list because you pay to keep people on your list. Right. The bigger your list is, the more money you pay. Mm -hmm. So you want people off. And the easiest way to get them off is to make them buy. Right. So they either buy or they leave. If they buy, they give you money, which pays them to be on the list. If they don't buy, they get annoyed and they leave, which is great anyway. Because you, you know, I always think of it this way. Everyone should have a mailing list of a thousand people that open the email every day. If you have a thousand people open your email every day, and you can get to a, I don't know, let's just say a 5% conversion rate, which is not a big conversion rate. Um, but you've now got, what's that, like 50 people every single day opening an email and, and, and clicking on a link. And if of the 50 people every day that click that link, um, you end up with um, you know, a 10% conversion rate, that's five sales a day. And that's great. 
five sales a day of a hundred dollar product, 500 bucks a day. That's, that's a good amount of money for a small business just from your email. If you then get to 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 on that email list, you end up with a large amount of money um, coming in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I, I think mailing every day. Uh, the only thing better than mailing every day? Twice a day. Mailing twice a day. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Um, we've found that mailing twice a day makes even more money than mailing once a day. So yeah. there you have it. So you should absolutely mail twice a day. Especially when you're running a promo. Yes. Um, something that we've started doing recently that we learned that's pretty cool, and I don't know if you've heard of this, is... When you're running a promo, the second email, calling out the people that opened the first email and didn't buy. The, didn't buy. Mm -hmm. This is something we learned recently that's yeah. really good. So it's like you email everyone and everyone that opened the email but didn't buy anything, you're like, hey, man, I'm not sure if you did this by mistake, but I saw that you read my email and you didn't click. Uh, I'm not sure if your computer's broken, if you need help there. Like, and just something like that makes them go, oh, yeah, you're right. I'll click. Yeah. Um, so, and it, you know, it's just holding people accountable. Like, you did say you wanted that result. If you don't click the link, you can't get the result. Mm -hmm. Is your finger broken? Mm -hmm. Like, why don't you test the mouse? Just hover it over this link and click it and see what happens. Um, because that's kind of like half the, half the goal there. Uh, what about text message marketing copywriting? Mm. What about it? Um, is that something you do much of? Yeah. So I do that with every promo that we do. This is for... Well, actually, you do it for product as well. But I do it for high ticket. Mm -hmm. Anytime I'm running a sale, I will do an announcement text and then a more playful text. Playful meaning it's really benefit-driven, feature-driven. Um, something that's like one is, hey, we're having a sale. The other one is maybe a quote or something they can gain from it or a peaking curiosity. And then the final SMS is always cart closing. You just reminded me of a copywriting technique I haven't used in a while, and I'm annoyed that I'd forgotten, and I appreciate you saying it. So I do want to own it. Um, one very good thing you can do in your copy is to use quotes. And the reason for this is um, people may not trust what you say, but they'll trust when you quote somebody else. And often, somebody else has said the thing that you want to say. So for example, you know, like you can put the quote, look, seize the day, you know it, but do you do it? Sometimes seizing the day is as simple as clicking a link to get what you want. And so, you know, you can either do this or you can follow what this guy said. And then people are like, oh yeah, I should seize the day. And they click the link. Especially anybody wise. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I know it's so true. Yeah. I used to have a list of like the 50 best quotes for selling something that were all these very, very smart like, you know, presidents that, that had this thing about taking action and be the person you want to be. And, you know, all these mm -hmm. great quotes that you just put next to the button. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what would Thomas Jefferson do, right? Yeah. Oh, so I, yeah, I absolutely love that. Um, can you remember the best headline that you've ever written? Or, or is there one that stands out as this particular headline is a, is a really good one? Or like, do you have a go-to headline? Mm. I don't have a go-to headline, although... A good framework I use is adding a desired result in a certain period of time. So uh, give me an example. Like um, start your e-commerce business this summer and make $12,000 a month by October, by Black Friday. Got right? it. I love that. Okay. Yeah. So you've got a time limit on when the result is going to happen. Yes. That's really good. I like that. And it's okay. So if you're starting your e-commerce business this summer and you have your timeline, you know it's like for what? Three months or something before Black Friday. Do you know um? Do you know the the Domino's format? 
No. Okay, it's one of my favorites. Is the Domino's pizza format. If I could teach you anything about copywriting, it's learn the Domino's pizza format, okay. which is uh, get benefit um, with, without pain, mm-hmm. within time, or guarantee. Mm. So get benefit without pain, within time, or guarantee. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Domino's version is get hot pizza delivered to your door mm-hmm. without the pain of going to get it mm-hmm. within 30 minutes or it's free. Yes. So it's get benefit without pain within time or guarantee. Mm-hmm. And that framework is so strong for anyone selling anything. Um, you know, I, I don't really care what it is, but if you've got uh, a result that you really want to offer, then that can be a really good way to go about doing it. Well, and just to add on to that, your guarantee is risk-free. Right. right. Or your money back or blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 It's a risk-free guarantee. Mm-hmm. But we can use that framework to sell almost anything. Like, you know, mm-hmm. if you're going to do like uh, working out, so it could be like, um, get in shape mm-hmm. without going to the gym mm-hmm. within six days or I pay you a hundred bucks. Yes. Right. And you're like, what? I have to go to the gym. It's great. And you go, yeah, what do I have to do? And you go, yeah, we're just going to cut it off you. It's great surgery. Um, <laughs> but, you know, but that's, that's yeah. the kind of thing that, that, that can be really powerful. Right. I love that. All right. So um, one of the things that, uh, that we like to do, especially uh, towards the end of the podcast, is say to somebody, what do smart businesses do? So if you're going to talk to the camera, smart businesses do what? Mm. Smart businesses make no-brainer offers with their copy. I love that. Do you, what would you consider a no-brainer offer? Just to piggyback off that. So what you just said right now with your headline framework mm-hmm. was one thing where it's like you get your desired result. You get it in a certain time and you're guaranteed, right? That's a no-brainer. You would actually risk more by not taking action than you taking action. Love it. And that's how, I mean, that's how you get people to, Yeah, it does. It's, it's how you get people to get onto your list. It's how you get people to buy the next product. It's how you get people up your value ladder. I mean, it's just as much as you can stack no-brainer offers, that's how you grow your business and that's how you add just lifetime value. To your customers. What you're saying is so profound, by the way. Like, I absolutely love it. The idea is it's more painful to not take action than it is to take action. If we use the the hairstylist analogy. Mm -hmm. And if you don't do this, imagine what everyone's going to say about you behind your back, right? Like, if you, do you want to be real life weird Barbie? Because that's what they're going to say about you, you know? Okay, if we could do another... Yes. Uh, smart businesses do this. Yes, of course. It's future pacing. What is your future if you take this action? And what is your future if you don't take this action? Yeah, I want to imagine two versions of you. One of you gets an invite to the secret salon mm-hmm. to have the most incredible haircut of your life where everyone's like, wow, who is that? And the other version of you doesn't. And your hair gets worse every day. Starts getting split ends. It looks scraggly. People look at you and they can't tell if you have a job or if you just live on the streets. And you start getting this weird smell about you. Now, if that's the person you want to be, it's simple. Just get off this website. But if you want to know what goes on behind these closed doors, if you truly want hair that doesn't just glisten, but it glows, then come and check out our secret hair salon and request an invitation. And we'll see if any of our members have an invitation available to share with you. Um, you're incredible, Annabelle. I appreciate it so much. If people want to find out more about you, where can they find you? Uh, follow me on Instagram, annabelle.landaverde.hill. Perfect. You're incredible. Thank you ever so much for tuning in, guys. And we'll see you next time on Smart Businesses Do This. 
Now, if you're new to the podcast and you want to learn more about how to build a smart business, then the absolute best place to start is with my Smart Blueprint ebook. Over 10,000 people have already gone through the book, and it's one of the most comprehensive resources on strategically building and growing your business that you can find anywhere for free. Just visit thesmartblueprint.com forward slash ebook to grab a free copy. And I'll see you on the next episode of Smart Businesses Do This.